0: hey everyone welcome back to another mining chamber video in today's video we are going to be talking about cryptocurrency mining in detail so we're giving you an overview on it and how does it work different type of mining rigs and what impacts your mining profits as well as giving you my opinion on the ETH 2.0 as well as the EIP 1599 so there will be a lot of information in this video I hope you guys enjoy it and you get something useful out of it In this video, I do have a lot to talk about and explain, but the first thing I should cover is cryptocurrencies. If you are new to mining, I would assume you're fairly new to the crypto world in general, and came across of it once the prices skyrocketed in the recent months as of January 2021. So let me briefly run down what cryptocurrency is. Cryptocurrency is a digital asset just like your dollars except that it runs fully digital. It does not have a bank or any central entity that controls it. Hence why it's called decentralized and that is one of the main pros of cryptocurrency. There are many cryptocurrencies that are newly released, but generally, as a miner, we only focus on the profitable ones. I will touch more on that later on. With cryptocurrency, your money is your own. You keep your cryptos in a wallet that is made of a public and a private key. Imagine your public key to be your email address and your private key is your password. To receive or send money, you will be using the public address. Now that means if you lose your money or send it to the wrong address, you don't have a way back. As for anonymity, cryptocurrency is fairly anonymous but not hard to track down the source of the transaction and the receiver. There are some cryptocurrencies intended for further privacy and such, but to achieve nearly as full anonymity as possible. You will definitely need to do more work, from burner phones to Bitcoin ATMs. One of the main things that you should know is how to buy cryptocurrency and how to sell your cryptocurrency. There are different regulations for every country but I have made a video on both of these topics as well as on different wallets and exchanges. You will have the link of these three different videos in the descriptions below that will help you understand that part thoroughly. I do recommend watching these videos after this one and I do hope this two cents of an explanation was sufficient for some background information. Now let's talk about cryptocurrency mining. Cryptocurrency mining is the process of validating transactions and minting new coins from block. I will further explain what blocks are and how they work but first let's talk about the two different ways to mine. One is proof of work and the other is proof of stake. Proof-of-work is what all the different mining hardware falls under, such as GPU rigs, ASICs, FPGAs, etc. The mining hardware solves randomly generated complex puzzles using electricity and computational power, and then you'll get compensated once you find the right solution. While Proof-of-Stake is in a way being a shareholder, so it's owning a certain number of certain cryptocurrency, to then be able to launch a node and that will be validating transactions and minting new coins out of the blocks. Usually these nodes need a minimum number of coins to create one, in some scenarios your coins are locked out and you can't move them around, but there's also soft staking which is more flexible. A PC needs to be on 24-7 to keep your node online, but it can be any PC as long as it's up 24-7 with a stable internet connection. There is more to staking than what we've mentioned here, but I feel like it would need its own video to be fully covered. So now let's get back to the main focus of the majority of miners and newcomers that come to this channel for, and that is proof of work. Proof-of-work has much more to it. There are many different algorithms that cryptocurrencies fall under. Algorithms are basically different arenas of puzzles. So some mining hardware can excel better at certain coins with certain algorithms more than other coins. The measurement for your mining power is your hash rate. The hash is considered the solution attempt to the puzzle. So if your hash rate is 30 megahash, then you're doing 30 million solution attempts a second. There is a lot more complexity to it regarding to solving the block and such, but I don't want to get too technical in this video. I just want you to have an idea. But I will leave a link in the descriptions below for an article that explains it really well. Now, like I mentioned before, there are different types of mining rigs. So let's go ahead and go through these different types of rigs and explain them briefly. First, we have the ASICs. ASICs are known as application specific integrated circuits and they are mostly used to mine certain coins with a high output of computational power as well as a high electric consumption. Now by mining a specific coin I mean that if you buy for example an S19 it provides a computational power of 110 terahash and consumes 3250 watts but it can only mine coins that use the sha 256 algorithm such as bitcoin with such immense hash rate your profits will still seem low due to the network difficulty which we will explain later on in the section for what impacts your mining profits and then the second type of mining rigs we have the fpgas FPGAs are basically what's in between the ASICs and the GPU miners. So they're made for a handful of algorithms. They can't mine every coin but some of them can and they're very similar to GPUs but they are more efficient and more profitable to some extent but they can also get very very expensive. I myself have no experience at all with any FPGAs so one day we will probably do a video covering them in detail. And then the third thing we have are the GPU miners and that's what this channel is primarily about. So in GPU mining you use graphic cards to be able to get more computational power so the more and better gpus that you have the more mining power you have and this option is the most residential friendly because asic miners do produce a lot of heat and noise while fpga miners are very similar to gpu miners so these two options are residential friendly in a way i have recently released a full buying guide for gpu mining rigs the link will be in the descriptions below and we also had a giveaway in that video and the winners of that giveaway will be selected in this video And there are different types of mining, such as USB mining, CPU mining, as well as storage mining, where you can mine with your hard drive. But all of these would probably require their own individual video, since there is a lot of information to cover on them. So hopefully in the near future, I will have a video on every type of mining rig, so that you can get more information regarding to these topics. Now that we wrapped up the different type of mining rigs, we can go ahead and move on to the different type of mining services. So as for mining services, what I mean by that is cloud mining, hosting as well as GPU rental or buying pre-built rigs. So I'm just going to give you my opinion on them. This is not a financial advice, but it's just my opinion on these platforms and maybe you can benefit from it. So the first thing I want to start off with is cloud mining. Cloud mining to the most part, it's usually unreliable. There are many scenarios that people get handed the bad end of a stick in cloud mining. Since your money is going to a third party services that should be giving you hash power in return, but you never know when these services will close on you or leave, there's a lot of ones that are scammy so they would take your money and promise you a certain return such as 10% a month or such but then you'll never get your money back. You're probably going to be asked to pay more to be able to withdraw your funds and then you'll never be able to withdraw them either way whether you pay or not. So just be careful with these services for cloud mining. Most of them are scams. I honestly wouldn't use a service for cloud mining. It's better to just build your own rig. And then there's also hosting. Hosting can be useful if your electricity is very expensive. So for example, I've seen a lot of comments from Germany and they all talk about how expensive the electricity is, which is insane. It's about 25 cents and above. So in that case, mining cryptocurrency can be a little bit tough for you if you have to pay the electricity bill. It can get really hefty. So what you'll need to look for is somebody credible or somebody that you trust that can host for you. And what that means is that you'll basically have your rigs run at someone else's place. So if you know somebody for example in US or Canada and they have a fairly decent electric price You can have your rig built there by the person or ship them the rig whichever way is comfortable for you. And then from there you'll have your rig running there by covering your own electricity costs as well as giving the person that's hosting it for you a little bit of commission. Now as for what services can you use for hosting, I honestly don't know myself. There aren't many out there but I would just look around and try to find a friend or family member that you can trust because that is much more reliable than putting your rigs with somebody else that you don't know. And then the last thing is buying pre-built rigs. So sometimes people would want to buy just a rig that's pre-built and ready to go, plug and play just to save money and to avoid the hassle of having to build it yourself. But honestly, my tip to you is to figure out how to do it yourself because you will be in such a hard time later on if you get one that's pre-built. Let's imagine that you did buy a pre-built rig and then eventually you run across an issue or instability problems and your rig starts acting up. If you don't know how it's built and you don't know how it works, you will be investing a lot more time trying to figure out what the problem is. Some pre-built rigs that you can buy off of people might offer you support or service, but still I honestly recommend you to avoid that. But if you're a big investor and you're looking to build out a big farm, then maybe you can look into hiring a person or two to do it for you and then that will be a better option. Now that wraps up the types of mining services If you have any questions, let me know in the comments below. These are all just my opinions, nothing is for sure, but I'm just letting you know through my experience and through seeing other people's experiences. So now let's get to the important parts. What impacts your mining profits? What makes you make more money? What makes you lose money and all that stuff? The first thing about your mining profits is knowing what crypto coin you should mine. Now, depending on what you're using, whether it's ASICs, FPGAs, or GPUs, you'll have a different coin of your own to pick and mine. But for this video, we are going to focus on GPU mining since this is the primary category for this channel. So to know what cryptocurrency you should be mining with your GPUs, that depends on what GPU you have. So there is this thing called a DAG file. The DAG file basically a dataset that's stored on the VRAMs of the GPU and these data sets size increases over time. So that means some GPUs, for example, the four gigabyte cards can't mine Ethereum anymore because the DAG size is larger than four gigabyte, even though you can still do them with zombie mode on, but your hash rate will be drastically lower. So that's the importance of the DAG file. That's why it's recommended to buy GPUs with six gigabyte VRAM or more to mine Ethereum. Ethereum is the most profitable coin for all GPU miners at the time of this upload. But then as a lot of you guys know, Ethereum will be moving to proof of stake and they were also going to be eliminating the mining fees that us miners get paid but before i give you my opinion on that news let me first explain to you what impacts your profits so you understand why it's a big deal so the way that your profits increase or decrease depends on three different factors to whichever coin you're mining to explain the three factors i will be using ethereum as an example so now let's go back to the block from earlier the block is what gets mined by your hardware and that block has a base reward of two ethereum so let's say 10 people with equal power in a mining pool end up mining that block and finding the right solution that means that two ethereum will be divided equally between all of them since they have the same amount of power but if you're a solo miner and you got lucky and then you solved the block all the incentives will come to you directly so the two ethereum will be only yours but then with solo mining your chances are much lower because the more hash rate you have the higher chances for you to solve a block is and comparing your hash rate to a mining pool then that would Leave you at a very slim chances to be able to solve the block in some scenarios solo mining can be good but in most scenarios pool mining is the way to go for a stable incentives so now that the base reward of a block is to ethereum you also need to add to it all the transaction fees that are within that block so let's say i would send ethereum to someone i would pay a small fee for that transaction to go there that fee goes to the miner so now let's say there is 10 000 transactions that happened or 10 million all these small fees would end up being in this block which increases their block reward so that two ethereum based reward will be there. That's the two ethereums that are going to be introduced to the network. So these are the coins that are actually mined, the new coins. And then there is a the transaction fees. These transaction fees will just increase the block reward. And then it's the same concept. Everybody that solved it with the amount of power that they have, they will get the incentives according to how much effort they put into that block. So sometimes you can see blocks with three ethereum, five ethereum, 10 ethereum, It all depends on the volume in the network, so the more transactions going on in the network, the more you get paid. But generally, we don't see high numbers that much. Usually, it's around 3 Ethereum, 4 Ethereum for a block reward, and that itself is really good. Now there's also one more thing that affects block rewards and that's halving halving doesn't happen on ethereum but it's basically what cuts down the base block reward by half so this happens on bitcoin every four years every four years bitcoin will cut its block reward by half which makes mining the rest of the coin harder which in return increases scarcity and that's usually good for the price now speaking about price that is one of the important factors for your profitability so if ethereum's price goes up your profitability of mining ethereum goes up as well and that works for every other coin because when you're mining you're getting paid with that ethereum so if you're getting paid for example 0.1 ethereum a month and ethereum is at a thousand dollars then you're getting paid a hundred dollars a month for mining but then if ethereum drops its price to five hundred dollars and you're still getting paid Ethereum a month, then you're only going to be getting $50. The price can't be taken for granted because it all depends on when you decide to cash it out. So for example, if you're mining Ethereum throughout the month and throughout the month, the price of Ethereum was high above $1,000, but then the day that you want to cash it out, Ethereum price drops. That means the price really didn't have any effect there other than taking your profits down because the price went down the moment you wanted to take your money out. That's why you need to be careful with selling your cryptocurrency and finding the right time to sell them. Now the last thing that impacts your profitability that is the difficulty of the network and to explain that the best way possible i feel like it's best to use a metaphor so let's think of the block reward as a little snack bar that you have and you also have your friends around and since you're a generous person you're going to share it with them so you would generally share this between all your friends equally and they all get a share of that candy bar but now let's say you have another candy bar and then you have more friends came over so you'd want to share that same candy bar through more people so you'd have to break it into smaller pieces. That goes the same way to the block reward. So when more miners come to the network, the difficulty increases because the total hash rate increases. That means everybody that's eating from the same plate will have just a smaller portion. And in some scenarios, difficulty would decrease when the price of Ethereum goes down. And in those times, you'd be mining more Ethereum but the price of Ethereum is lower. So your profits will look lower. So that's what difficulty does. It basically just changes how much you get from mining. And now adding that to the two other factors, which are the transaction fees and the price of the cryptocurrency, that gives us the three factors that impact your mining profits. I hope it was all clear to understand. If you guys have any further questions, let me know in the comments below. Now, before I talk about Ethereum 2.0 and what's happening with the miner fees being taken off with the new EIP implementation, let's first select our giveaway winners. Congratulations to all the winners, thank you guys so much for participating in the giveaway. A lot of you guys gave great feedback on the last video and I really appreciate it. And I also decided to join the giveaway by giving away 11 random winners $10 worth of Ethereum. So if you found a random deposit of $10 of Ethereum in your wallet then know that you won the giveaway. Thank you so much for everyone that participated in the giveaway and also thank you for all the sponsors of the giveaway. Please make sure to check them out guys, all the links will be in the descriptions below. To claim your reward all you need to do is just email me a screenshot of your YouTube account and make sure that the email is coming from that same address that's showing on the screenshot and then after that I can go ahead and talk to the different sponsors and get that reward coming to your way. And we will be doing a giveaway every 10,000 subscribers. So another giveaway will be coming up very soon. Stay tuned for that. So now that we got the giveaway out of the way, we can go ahead and talk about EIP 1599, as well as Ethereum 2.0 and whether GPU mining will be viable for a long time. So EIP 1599 will cut out all the transaction fees that are added to the block. So if you remember before we talked about the block and how there's a base reward of two Ethereum, and then all these transaction fees will add up and increase the block reward. Now if that gets cut off, then we know that we'll always be getting only 2 Ethereum per block. So we'll never see 3 Ethereum, 5 Ethereum and all these additional profits that we usually see when the transactions are getting really high. That does suck, it is a bad hit for GPU miners that are mining Ethereum, which is the majority of GPU miners. So what we can expect is that our profitability will drop with at least 30%. Since the average of a block reward is 3 Ethereum. So what you can do is you can go to whattomine.com and you can go in details with a mining calculator where you can set your own block size. And after that, if you put in your hash rate and everything like this, you will see your profitability after the EIP implementation. And to do that, all you need to do is just put to Ethereum as for the block reward. And that way you can know what to expect when that time comes. The reason that they are looking to implement the AIP 1599 and burn the transaction fees instead of giving them to miners is because they think it's better for the Ethereum price and that it would be better against inflation like that by reducing the amount of Ethereum that's circulating. But at the same time, Bitsby Tripping points out really good points regarding this topic and shows his opinion on the price action that it won't be impacted as much by them burning the fees instead of giving them to the miners who are securing the network. So I do recommend checking out Bitsby Tripping video on this topic. He does does explain it really well so I'll leave the link for it in the descriptions below and what also you can do is there's a twitter poll where you can vote whether you're against or with the EIP 1599 so I recommend going ahead and voting against it so maybe that they will not implement it later on It is worth trying, so I don't see why not. And now the last thing I want to talk about is Ethereum 2.0. It is mentioned that it will be going to proof of stake instead of proof of work. So before we mentioned that proof of stake is you hold some cryptocurrency like you're a shareholder and then from there, based on how much you own, you'll be able to validate transactions and get paid. Although the revenue from proof of stake is not as much as mining at all. But either way, once Ethereum reaches that point, I do still think there is going to be a long time until it reaches there, at least a year for us mining to be able to mine with GPUs or even more. I get a lot of questions about it. Honestly, like I said, I don't know what will happen in the future. We just know that there's a possibility of Ethereum moving out of proof of work. And then we also have the possibility of losing the transaction fees. So we will have two things that we need to worry about. But if your electricity prices are fairly good and Ethereum remains at this price right now, which is above $1,000, then the profits will remain decent until it moves fully to proof of stake. And that can take one to three years. So that will be it for the video, guys. In this video, we talked about a lot of different topics and we didn't really dive into details about them. So what I want to do is I want to make a list of videos that I will go more into details about and one of them will be the mining pools and how they work. And then also solo mining versus pool mining and how to use different mining softwares and every type of mining rig explained in details. And if you guys also want me to make a video diving into details about GPU mining after Ethereum 2.0, please let me know. I will go ahead and do that as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this video and I hope you found value in it. Thank you so much for watching. And if you have any questions or any feedback, leave it in the comments below. And make sure to hit that thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And subscribe if you're new to the community. Thank you again and I hope you have a wonderful day.